Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Thanks for listening to Danny and Dusty On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Is your heater safe? Why replace it when Service Patriots can restore it? Get their $59, 27-point furnace tune-up and safety check, including a free 1-inch filter. They'll also check your AC for free. Go to servicepatriots.com. This is Danny and Dusty. It's not your problem, Doc. You don't have to mix up in this. That is a hell of a thing for you to say to me. With Danny Meringue and Dusty, the fan man Hera. Go ahead. Go ahead, skin it. Skin that smoke wagon and see what happens. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. I'm your Huckleberry. The Fan. Hour number two, Danny and Dusty with you on this Monday. Thank you for being a part of our day, letting us be a part of yours, whether you're listening on The Fan, 1080 AM, 99.5 HD2 in your new fancy vehicles in the Odyssey app or Mm. at 1080thefan.com or or... YouTube.com slash 1080 AM The Fan. Look, we have so many avenues now where people can uh, watch, listen, Mm. stream. Mm. It's great. And a little birdie told me more may be coming, which is crazy. Huh? Mm. How about that? Because it's so stable right now with our signal all the time. Also, probably starting tomorrow. Yeah. Uh-oh. Breaking news. We'll be on Twitch. That's the one I heard. That's oh. the birdie I heard. Yeah. Tomorrow? Yeah. That's tomorrow, yeah. huh? I'll have it up. I'll have the encoding done tonight. I don't know what that is, but I'm excited platform. to be on Twitch. Yeah. That's so. where the game video games are played, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, hey, cool. It's literally just going to take me uh, about five minutes at a button push. All right, cool. Well, we'll be on Twitch, too, for you Twitchers out there. Got the uh, got the okay from the... No, that's okay. Yeah. Is that is that what you're called? Twitchers? No, but Tweakers? We'll, go, we'll go with that. We'll go with Twitchers. Tweakers? Yeah. Twitchers might might get you in trouble once or twice. Oh, really? I mean, no, I mean, what is that? No, uh, no, I'm saying like you might with actually... the Twitch people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What do they call themselves? Mm. Oh, <laughs> gamers, twits. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I had to be very careful with yeah, the way that I said that's, that. That's why I was like, it'll get you in yeah. trouble in make, the sense of make like sure you pick the correct vowel. Yeah. Uh, all right. Speaking of, we will have more on this later in the show because it is important but malachi nelson has entered the transfer portal do we want to run down the list of guys that have entered the transfer from usc this is just uh enunciation is important pronunciation Mm. is important putting the right emphasis Mm. on the right syllable my wife she i love bless her heart when she does this but she'll get like a push notification on her phone and she'll be like oh 
look at this and she'll bring it up to to talk you know like oh i saw this in your world right mm. and she goes ooh malachi nelson is entering the 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 portal and i go what and i honestly i didn't know what she was talking about malachi and i yeah. was like no no. <laughs> no and she's like oh god malachi. somebody's never seen children of the corn she's like malachi uh she's like i had a malachi in my class and she went malachi, malachi. on me i was like mm, yeah sporting is hard sports are hard malachi sounds like somebody from kansas yeah but the Said way she that. says she's like malachi nelson and i was like i don't know what you're talking about the confidence is nice i like that. you just gotta push right through yeah, it Yeah, i like it push right through malachi it Malachi like sounds it. like a table game at a way way off strip uh uh casino you vegas vacation that, vegas no, vacation no, no, no. you're the, playing malachi there this is the uh right next to war the the game that bernie mac pitches in oceans 11. there we go, right? to, yeah. there we to go. andy garcia to perfect malachi i'll take it because it came from the, the mississippi uh riverboat casinos perfect see i don't look bad I, i'm, I'm in I like, I'll my, play. I like my Ocean's Eleven, all right? I'll play a little game called Malachi. I like I like Bernie Mac. Oh, y'all God, right? Bernie Mac was fantastic. I watched Kings, Kings of Comedy like two weeks ago, just oh. because. Players Club, great movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was. Great movie. Great well, movie. Also, very underrated role in uh, Bad Santa as well. Fantastic oh, God, mall yes. manager. Yeah. Or, uh, he was, or the store manager. Store, store manager. manager, yeah. Mall manager is John Ritter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, all dead. <laughs> oh, Except for okay, except well, for sad. Billy Bob Thornton, except for the one that you lit. still alive. Yeah, it's Once. all that Angelina Jolie uh, blood, blood around yeah. his neck. It's not the drugs, <laughs> it's the blood. <laughs> all right, uh, sport. Mm. Yesterday, Brock Purdy had himself a day. Made a case for MVP because he is the odds-on favorite. It was a minus three hundred now for the MVP award. Sixteen to twenty-five, two forty-two, and four touchdowns in a rout of the Arizona Cardinals. But he was asked after the game, "Hey." Are you the real MVP of your team? Are you even the best player mm. on your team? Dude, I think I think Christian should be MVP. I think I, I really do believe that. You know, he does everything um, for us, runs the ball well, can catch the ball. He does everything. And so, in my eyes, that's an MVP. 18 carries, 115 yards, five catches, 72 yards, a total of three touchdowns on the day for Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, he really can do it all, man. He really can. And we talked about this last week. We, you and I, neither of us believed in Dak Prescott, and I, I believe that Dak Prescott, with his performance in Buffalo, he Sealed lost himself the MVP in in that conversation. And look, he wasn't he 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 was playing really good. He was not the most valuable player in the National Football League. But we are in a year where we we talked about this with the Heisman, right? Is it a down year for the Heisman, or is it just? You got a lot of guys that were deserving of it. I think this year in the NFL, it's really fun because you have a lot of guys that should be in that conversation. And Brock Purdy is one of them because he is not a game manager and he should not be called a game manager, Cam Newton or anybody else. I think we need to find like a new a, a new term for what a guy like Brock Purdy is or hell, even Dak Prescott because Dak Prescott is not a game manager either. Mm-hmm. They're more game controllers, right? Game controllers, where you're not just managing managing what is happening with all of the weapons around you, but you are controlling the tempo. You are controlling the good, the bad, and the ugly that comes with your team. And I think Purdy is working himself into, he could be elite by, I don't know, next year. But he has got 
a wealth of weapons that very few people have ever played within the National Football League. And we League. also saw what it looked like when he didn't have those weapons. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why you're a controller you're, right yeah, now, yeah, right? He's... We didn't talk about this last week, but the whole Cam Newton game manager thing. Yeah. I think Dak is more of a game manager than Brock Purdy. Yeah, that's why. But he's better than that. He's. Yes. I think he's better but than he, that. But like, he's he, on the he, lower he, end of this new term, the controller. Yes, right? like right. Yeah. Exactly. With, I'll and be with you. And on that's that. where I'm at with with this. And like, everybody kind of wants to play downplay Brock because Mister Irrelevant and all the weapons and Shanahan. It's like, yep. Yeah, you know what though? We've seen four other bleeping quarterbacks in the same freaking position, and they weren't this. Yeah. So figure it out, man. Mm-hmm. I think with. Brock, he's going to have the numbers. And if you look at efficiency-wise, there are very few guys that have played as well and as efficient as Brock Purdy has. Because I think when you have a guy like Purdy, with everything that he has, his numbers are going to be great no matter what because of who he plays with and who's around him. But the efficiency with which he plays is... It truly is. It's at an elite level. And there, there's very few guys who have played as well as he has that have not won the MVP. Right. And the the only reason why those guys have not won the MVP is because like I think Joe Montana in 1984 was brought up because, oh, I don't know, Dan Marino just absolutely went cuckoo and he had an incredible season. Um, I think uh, another one that you, you look at and you say a season that has been close, but didn't win the MVP was Randall Cunningham in 98 when he had Randy Moss and Chris Carter mm-hmm. and Terrell Davis, I don't know, ran for 2,000 yards that season. Very few have guys played as well as Brock Purdy has and not won the MVP. But what I love about Brock Purdy is he's like, dude, Christian McCaffrey, he is MVP worthy. We had this conversation with him when he was the Carolina Panthers too, right? Where Christian McCaffrey was a one-man band and he made that team relevant. I think also you can look at over the next handful of weeks Lamar Jackson's going to be in this conversation folks he's he could win another MVP this year because he has the Niners and the Dolphins in the next two weeks there's two games right there Christmas Day New Year's Eve where eyes will be on Lamar Jackson Mm -hmm. and he could he could vault himself to being the favorite to win the MVP but I also think that this year's a, a very unique year where position players should be 100% 100% involved in this conversation. I said last week Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. I if if he crossed that 2000 yard mark, yeah. Something has never been done before. Yeah. He should be he should be a guy who do, who's in that conversation. Christian McCaffrey is one, but I still go back to the other receiver on that team and mm-hmm. Debo Samuel who runs the ball, who's a, a fantastic receiver. And if you watch a if you watch Debo go in motion, I I Christian McCaffrey is incredible. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. But when you watch Debo go in motion, watch how many guys on the defense attract their eyes to him. And actually, he he is a human mover in the NFL mm-hmm. where the, the defense will shift entirely for him. It's football you don't, gravity. You do not see that in the NFL, mm-hmm. right? You'll see slight movements. You will see defenses wholesale change. And it opens up a ton for Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk. Debo Samuel, should, there, there's three guys worthy of it. On one team and one offense in San Francisco. I'm sure teams are doing this behind the scenes, at least smart teams, but the idea of gravity yeah, in football and what it means and how you 
how much a certain player rolls certain coverages over, how much it rolls certain focuses over, how much it rolls certain defensive line formations, stunts, twists, delays, whatever, blitzes. Because smart teams would take that and build things out over it and go, if we see this, and I'm talking opponents for against the 49ers, mm-hmm. if we see this, Kyle Shanahan knows this. Yep. And so they're using this to set up Kittle, to set up McCaffrey, to set up Ayuk, to set up literally every other thing. And if we have a better understanding of just how much cover, you can think you're doing one thing with how you roll your coverage or how you how you shift to something, but if you're using the tracking data, it'll tell you how yeah. much bias you truly have in this stuff. And I wonder just how much, because it's not publicly available. That is no. not publicly available NFL data. Well, they're tracking every single person yes. on the field at they, all times. Everybody so. has a a, a, a uh, thing on under their pads now. They, they track everything because they want that data. They want to be able to, to use that stuff to game plan. And I wonder how, because eventually it will become public. Because some somebody's going to to break that open, and that's how it'll go. Some version of it, because it already happens in, in 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 Major League Baseball and the NBA. Not only will it impact gambling, but it will also impact how you look at value of a player. Yeah, because the value of a guy like Debo is like, oh, he only has so many yards. Well, what if he's taking? The average wide receiver take let's say an average great wide receiver. I'm make, completely making this up. Takes up 1.4 players mm-hmm. defensively, and Debo doubles that. That means his value is literally 100 percent more valuable to you in a coverage scheme than your other great wide receiver. And if you went down the list of players who could do that, you're not getting that from literally anywhere else in the field. And the Niners have three of those guys. Yes. And so they've got McCaffrey, Kittle, and Debo. Yes. And, and in, they in take doing so, multiple sets of eyes. And and that that kind of thing when you're talking about leverage, that's the math behind the leverage, the value that you get. Like and I'm not saying the value of like, oh that's the value of having that guy in the roster. I'm not I'm, I'm talking about the actual mathematical quanti- quantitative value that you get from having that person on the field. What's amazing though in, in all of this and why like McCaffrey, he's able to feast like he did in Carolina when all the attention was on him, and he's able to put up these funny numbers and his value statistically is eye-popping. I wonder if you gave Kyle Shanahan truth serum and you said, all right, most valuable guy in your offense, who would he say? Because he, he could say, you could make that case for Kittle, Debo, or Christian McCaffrey because what's amazing to me about Debo is that Brock Purdy still gets him the ball, finds ways to get him the ball when all of that attention is on him. And that offense is so dang fun to watch, but you can't really take anything from it because all of that scheme is so advanced because of the fact that they've got three of those guys, three of those gravity guys, and then, oh, by the way, Brandon Ayuk. And that's what makes Brock Purdy so special is that you see he is that step way ahead of Jimmy Garoppolo. He is way higher than what Jimmy Garoppolo was because he's making all of those throws. And like this texture on the Vancouver Ford text line says, I think Debo Samuel and Trent Williams are as crucial to the Niners offense as anybody. It's no coincidence that their injuries coincided with their three-game losing streak. Now, 
I went back and I looked this up. That loss to the Browns, Trent Williams was playing. He got injured in the first quarter, played the rest of the game. They only scored 17 points in that game. They are averaging 17 points a game. In all three of the losses, they made it really easy on my dumb math brain. They scored 17 points in all three losses without Debo Samuel in them. When Debo Samuel is in the lineup, they averaged 34 points per game. Doubled what they did in the three games without him, and, that, and Trent Williams that was goes gone. To my point of, of the, the double value. Trent Williams was gone for two of those games fully. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it, double the value. It is. You can look at it and you can say they score twice as many points when Debo is on the field, and Trent Williams is like I do not want to take anything away from that man. He's the best left tackle in football. You've heard me say like, so good. Like I've I've mentioned him as if you're going to go outside the box. Yep. He's a guy you should probably consider. 503-864-6326. Let's go to a little bit of college football. Uh, This sounds really familiar. Next on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Danny and Dusty on the fan. All right, we have uh, we have now an opportunity to have this conversation again with this man because Pac-12 Media Day. Remember, we talked with Chip Kelly when they were down in Vegas. Yeah, this was after. This is literally what three days after USC and UCLA. Or? No, no, no. I'm talking about this year. Oh, we no, talked no. to him and he gave us he gave us some flack. He's like, "Wait, you guys aren't going to come down here? It's my last year here. What are you guys not going to come down to Pac-12 Media Day?" I said, "Maybe we'll see in Indianapolis." Mm. Little did we know. We would be seeing him in Indianapolis. <laughs> yes, we would be. But what we're about to get to, Chip, over the last two years, yeah, has not minced words. First, it was football socialism mm-hmm. when we were in L.A., mm-hmm. and he was kind of tongue-in-cheek, but it, it was one of those things where we were three days removed from USC and UCLA mm-hmm. defecting. Yes, and, and he is not a fan of it. No, but even, even with that short amount of time, he had some very, very poignant and specific things that he highlighted two years ago. Well, right after the UCLA Bruins won their bowl game, the Gronk Bowl. Mm. I don't know. It was the LA Bowl. It's not Jimmy Kimmel. It was some company which... Gronk is affiliated with. Is he? I don't know. I'm assuming because the man has endorsements forever. Chip Kelly, he workshopped it with us. We were basically the local comedy club. And then he's been mm-hmm. workshopping this for a while. For the national stage? He took it to his, his Netflix special, yeah. <laughs> which was the podium after the <laughs> LA Bowl. And... Everybody has been enlightened to what listeners of our show mm-hmm. have been enlightened to for a couple of years now. 
I think they're all a problem, and I think we need to have a conference commissioner. And I think football should be separate from the other sports. Just the fact that our school is leaving to go to the Big Ten in football, our, our softball team should be playing Arizona in softball. Our basketball yep. team should be playing Arizona in basketball. Yep. But because football left. And they're saying, well, how do you do that? Well, Notre Dame's independent in football, and they're in a conference and everything else. I think we should all be independent in football. And you can have a 64-team conference that's in the Power Five, and you can have a 64-team conference in the Group of Five, and we separate it, and we play each other. You can have the West Coast teams, and then every year we play seven games against the West Coast teams, and then we play the East. So we play Syracuse, Boston College, Pitt, West Virginia, Virginia. Then the next year you play against the South while you still play your seven teams. You can play a seven-game schedule. You can play four against another conference, another division opponent, and you can always play against one Mountain West team every year so that we can still keep those rivalries going. Not that I've really thought about this. <laughs> Not that I've a lot of spent the time on this. But I think if you went together collectively as a group and said there's 132 teams and we all share, in the, same we all share the same TV contract so that the Mountain West doesn't have one and the Sun Belt doesn't have another and SEC has one and they have another, that we all go together, that's a lot of games, and there's a lot of people in the TV world that would go through it. You can sponsor each one. Instead of calling it Group of Five and Power Five, you can call it Amazon, Nike, bid that out to things. You can do a lot of different things. But I think if we still do the same thing and take all that money, and I would do this, and I think this needs to be done, that money now needs to be shared with the student athletes, mm -hmm. and there needs to be revenue sharing, and the players should get paid, and you can get rid of NLI, and the schools should be paying the players because the players are what the product is. And the fact that they don't get paid is really the biggest travesty. That last part is the biggest pivot that we've seen with Chip Kelly in the last two years since we first heard this idea mm -hmm. from him. And also, we heard it from Jim Harbaugh, too. Mm -hmm. think, think about those two coaches, too. The two guys that have been to the NFL and come back to college. Those are the two guys that are championing, look, these guys need to get paid. And it doesn't need to be NIL anymore, which no. is the wild, wild west, and it's you're seeing it fall through time but it's also and not time again. It's, it's not enough of the pie. That's what. And remember, Chip. Again, this is why I bring this up. Chip's original thoughts to us were football socialism. That's what he called it. And that was that was him saying the players get as much of the pie as the schools because the players are the product. Yes. And if you think about professional sports in the NBA, forty nine. 51 yeah. or 50-50 now on the, the 49.9 oh, and 50.1. It's essentially 50-50. But the splits are not what they used to be in professional sports. It used to be heavy on the ownership mm -hmm. side. It is much more 50-50 across all sports. And what I love about owners in professional sports is that they're making way more money now. If you want that money, sell your damn team. Yes. You're, the value of your, your franchise has gone way up. Yeah, Go more, ahead and sell your team and, more and money, give it to somebody who will spend the money. More money than mm. you will ever imagine, too. You will get literal billions out of it. Now, Chip is is basically saying, as we alluded to this earlier, when we were at the very beginning of the show, when we were talking about the FCS level, right? Tell Montana, North Dakota State, tell Idaho, which has gone FBS and jumped back down mm -hmm. to the FCS level, that their championships don't matter. Right, that there, it it does matter, and so what we would see is that break, and then what that break would do is the sixty four teams that are power five or whatever you want to call it, they play for their own championship, and then the other eighty schools that are playing at the FBS level moving forward, those schools will then get to 
play for another championship and they can have successes of their own instead of going and playing in the famous toastery bowl in Charlotte, North Carolina, you will actually get a playoff that you can, that you can play for because we all know that the ground is not level. The footing is different for every program, whether you are a non-power five or hell, even the bottom tiers of those power five schools. Like if anybody seen what's been going on at Vanderbilt lately, Hmm. people are leaving Vanderbilt in mass Mm -hmm. because they're like, I don't want to get my teeth kicked in anymore. I'm out. I'm out. Sorry, Clark Leah. I I tried. I didn't I'm I, out. I don't need to do this anymore to be SEC. So we what we are seeing now is the haves and the have nots are getting even steeper. They do and look, all of this goes back to what happened in the eighties, which was a court ruling saying, No, you can't just have one blanket television contract in CAA. You can't just operate under one TV contract. Every conference can go out and negotiate their own TV deal. So what eventually ended up breaking college football up as we know it, ending the Pac-12 as we know it, which was TV money, it could be what brings Oregon State and Washington State back into a power, and they operate under one umbrella, one big conference where you have the, you know, you regionalize the sports in football and basketball in this case, and then you say, all right, just like the NFL does, where you have your crossover divisions every year, you have a crossover division that you play against every year. And you go, and it is cyclical, and you may not play the same teams every year, but you'll go down, people will be able to mark their calendars and say, hey, instead of non-conference games being scheduled 10 years in advance, you can just look at the schedule, and you'll know, in five years, we got a trip to Alabama. In six years, Alabama comes back to us. Look at that. And then in seven years, we go to a Big Ten area. And then in eight years, they come back to us. You can regionalize your sports and still have the natural rivalries of an area, but still have that power, um, the the one umbrella in the power conferences end up playing each other in a playoff. It will work. And guess what? It's been working because you have a 16-team playoff in every other division in football except for the FBS. And it's ridiculous when I hear people say, oh, man, well, you're going to be playing like 16 games a year. Really? Because Montana is going to be playing in their 16th game this year. Weird. It's almost like we're already there. And it's only two teams that will play 16 games. Everybody else plays 15, 14, 13, mm-hmm. or some will even only play 12. And that's it, it's still going to work out. Wee! Wow. It's so weird. Or you only play 11 regular season games. And then you regionalize these these conferences, these the ones pods. that you don't cross over with, right? The pods that you don't cross mm-hmm. over with. You say, all right, for the 12th game, the worst team in our our region will play the worst team in one of the regions that we didn't play. And you can find that 12th game really easily. It's not hard. It makes it no, it, it's not hard. It it really is not hard. They want you to believe it's hard. And it will be better for the sport. But what the sport is refusing to do is have the vision to say we're going to make a big change and we're going to try and do something hard you know and it's it's not it's going to be uncomfortable for a little bit it, it is beyond me how anybody in a position of power can look at what is going on to the landscape of college football and say yeah we should continue down this path they can and that's why that you have the NCAA right now trying to justify that their continued existence because they have to try to justify it because it doesn't make any sense yep 
It's that simple. All right, coming up next on our worst day on the web, Anthony Edwards just can't shut up and he can't stay out of the stupid. The, the, the man is a stupid <laughs> magnet. But first, someone who's not a stupid magnet. The Big Kahuna supports an update. I don't know. He works for us. You ever had a It's time for today's worst day on the web with Danny and Dusty on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Well, that sucks. I've had a lot of people over the last, I don't know, year, year and a half ask me this question. I've talked to you about this out there. Mm-hmm. Would I rather have Tyrese Halliburton or Aunt Edwards going for? Yeah, uh, Halliburton. And, and I said this last year. There's something about Halliburton that I just love, not only as a player, but as a leader yep. and a guy that you can trust. Mm-hmm. Aunt Edwards last year, this has already been kind of memory hold, uh, had a IG post um, that was wildly inflammatory and targeted towards uh, some a group of gay men outside of a gay club. Mm-hmm. And it, it was like, oh, yeah, that's just, uh, you know, he's young and dumb and da 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 It's like, yeah, dude, what... what, what? When you continue to step in it time and time again. Yeah, and, the, and this is not, there's been other stuff along the way, but this is another documented case where uh, Anthony Edwards, this is from ESPN this morning, uh, Minnesota Timberwolves guard Anthony Edwards is publicly walking back comments he made to a woman that appear to, appear to urge her to get an abortion. I'm going to go ahead and take Jamal Collier's name out of this and use this as mine. He paid a woman to get an abortion. We have the text messages. Doesn't appear that he urged a woman to get an abortion. Mm-hmm. He said, "Here's a hundred thousand dollars. Go get an abortion." Mm-hmm. Not going to sit well with a lot of people out there. I don't care where you sit on pro-life, pro-choice, whatever. That's your prerogative. But it's just another bad look for a guy who's like just. Continually stop bad looks. stepping in it, dude. So, for those that don't know the, the backstory to this, Anthony Edwards was involved with an, an, an IG model, the young trappings, as it were, of an NBA player. Mm-hmm. They out there, a lot of them are, and they will get your money <laughs> one way or another. One, one way or another, it will happen. Yeah. And uh, he slept with this woman and she was pregnant. And he repeatedly asked her to get an abortion and then said he would send her $100,000 to have the abortion because she did not want to have the abortion. Boom. Yeah. She said she had had one already and she did not like the idea of having to do it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he followed it up with send the video, send the video, send the video. Over and Where's over the video? and over again. Wanting confirmation that she had got... Now, that's a weird move mm-hmm. uh, in and of itself to request the video over and over and over and over and over again. Um, but th- now, it wasn't just like a, a, a doctor doing... It was, he wanted her to take a, a pill. Is yeah, right? an at-home kit. Oh, my gosh. And so she's like, okay, I'm done with this. And then she started releasing all of the the correspondence, correct? Yes, so uh, the original text text thread when Anthony Edwards supposedly found oh, out boy. read "Hell no, can't do this and get a get a abortion." Dude, LOL. Maybe you should have figured. That. LOL. Get a abortion. Wow. LOL. 
and he thought like this is yeah this is going to be okay this is something i'm going to i'm going to go ahead and do i can't do this well you know what maybe you should have thought of that before bud i think everybody kind of goes <laughs> goes into that i mean there's going to be the risk of getting somebody pregnant anytime you have sex with them anthony edwards this is a bad look for him it's a Horrible look for everybody involved, to be quite honest. Releasing all of the information, having everything out there, Anthony Edwards doing this. Like, it, like, my God, what is going through his mind? And then obviously there's a business manager or an agent involved in this too with giving $100,000, is that right? Yes. And there's nobody in the room that, that is talking to him about any of this and like going, hey man, this is not the way to handle this situation at all because we've seen these types of things happen before right and does it ever end well for anybody who is forcing a woman to or strongly urging and recommending them especially after they say i've had one before and i don't want to do it again and you're continuing to urge her and then just send send the video send the video over and over and over again no this is not going to end well for anthony edwards it hasn't ended well for anybody in the I mean, past. Here, here are Goodness the actual gracious. screenshots. I have an op- I have an appointment on the 20, 27th after showing the pregnancy test in a picture. Hell no, nah, can't do this. Her response, so now what? What a great response. Because he didn't respond for any period of time. Then get a abortion, LOL. Her response, honestly, I had an abortion with my son around two years ago and I regret it every day. His response, man, you can't force a kid into a world. You don't know what it is yet. Her what? response... As in boy or girl. That's not the point. I said I had an abortion two years ago, and I regret it. Uh, being cool to you is just not going to get an abortion by what? myself. And you not doing S and not going about your day, that's cool. Be- that's being cool to you. Obviously, you've been through this before just by your action. His response, I will send you money to help you out. Yeah. She, she says, I didn't ask for it, but okay. You just don't want a baby. Is that why you're saying all this? Because I've been cool with you. I don't want kids. Let's handle this like grownups. That was what he had said. And then it it, it continues. Like, mm. I mean, look, I am not. Don't blame her for releasing any of this stuff. Well, now. he has a re- like uh, released a statement, too, in yeah. response, which well, is totally, uh, it totally sounds like it's written completely in his voice and not by a, uh, a public relations oh, buddy. at all. It is. It is so. Where in that response is send the video over and over again? Oh, everything that has to do with Aunt Edwards right now has a comment under of like send the video, send the video. Yeah. So here's his statement: I made comments in the heat of a moment that are not me and that are not aligned with what I believe and who I want to be as a man. All women should be supported and empowered to make their own decisions about their bodies and what is best for them. I am handling my personal matters privately and will not be commenting on them any further at this time. I'm sure he wrote every word of that. Yeah. Um, by the way, uh, when she hadn't received the money that he said was sent, he said, my lawyers will handle this from here on out. I'm not talking to you anymore. Yeah. Okay. Leah, let's handle this like adults, Anthony Edwards, where you're just like, yeah, lawyers will do it because obviously he's not one. No, but his money talks for him. And that's what this is. And again, <sighs> this doesn't mean he's the worst person on the face of the planet, but not a great dude. No. And uh, and again, I don't care where you stand on abortion. I'm talking about the handling of situations and the situations he continually finds himself in. Yeah. What's going to what sucks is that this this child is going to grow up and this is going to live forever. Right? Well, no, that kid's not 
Oh, she did get the abortion. She did. Oh, she did. I didn't. I, yeah, no, because no. I I didn't know that part. You yeah. said that she. Oh, she did. Had, she did. Yeah. See, that's awful. Like all of it. It's all awful. Awful. Yes. yes. Start to finish. So, right. again, way to go, Anthony. Edwards. This is why. Yeah. yeah. Worst day on the web, Anthony Edwards. Yeah, he's going through it. He's going through it. And again, Halliburton Edwards. There's a reason why I fall on Halliburton over and over again. A lot of reasons. So, uh, there you go. Worst day on the web. Coming up. Goodness gracious. Uh, you know what? We could have had a coach come up for worst day on the web because this is not the first instance we've heard of this, and it won't be the last. Danny and Dusty, today the fan. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. In college football, it is becoming increasingly more a wild, wild west of free agency. Coaches, players, transfer portals, yep. recruiting. To be fair, this did happen already in the recruiting world. The transfer portal is just kind of adding to the chaos. You weren't a you yeah. you weren't you were never off the table. You could no, always uh, as a recruit, as a recruit, yeah, even once you even when you signed, you were never off the table. Well, once you were signed, you were done. But hard commits, that's why the early signing period coaches want it, even though it is a big wrench in their bowl preparation. Mm-hmm. Early signing period, that's why they want one in August, is that they can get it done with the kids who are firm and saying, I want to go one to someplace. They want one in August. The December signing period is good because then they don't have to worry about the poaching to happen because once you put pen to paper, you're legally binding then. And at that point, that's when you can't get out and you have to sit out a year, well, according uh, to the NCAA Yes, rules. as I was saying. But now, I mean, you do get the one transfer. Now you get one freebie, and it it is open. But at the same time, this is a hairy time of the year. For This is why all of the coaches, Jonathan Smith, and I was saying this when Jonathan Smith took the job in Oregon State fans were like, how could he do this? You know, during the season. It's because because there's a signing period coming up Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday is the early signing period, and guys are you're seeing already flips happening all over the place, and this is all because coaching changes happen. Mm-hmm. You know the the poaching of recruits, and they go and they take visits, which they should take all the visits they they want. If mm-hmm. you're not pen to paper yet, go ahead take all those visits because this is a big this is the biggest decision that any of these kids are making in their lives to this point. Yeah. I mean, they, they they haven't gotten married, it's they a, haven't bought a house, a they haven't car- bought a car. It's a career choice. It, it truly is. And that's why this story is just hilarious to me because Texas A&M has got Elijah Robinson as their interim head coach for Jimbo. Uh, They promoted their defensive line coach, and they said, all right, you're going to be our head coach from, what is it, November 12th to to now. You are a guy. Even though Mike Elko is the head coach, they hired him away from Duke, you have getting ready for their bowl preparations is Elijah Robinson. And... There's a big problem in this. Elijah Robinson has been hired as the defensive coordinator at Syracuse. And Elijah Robinson is the guy, he's the recruiter for for AM, which is why he's an attractive party not only to Syracuse, but also Fran Brown is is friends with him. So he's looking to bring in not only a friend, but a guy who is a recruiter. But the problem is, is that he, you're, you're you're crossing streams, man. Well, yeah, he's actively coaching AM during the bowl, during bowl, the bowl, bowl morning period where he is. They have practice in the morning, mm-hmm. and then they get done. He flips on his Syracuse jacket and he goes out and he's recruiting on behalf of Syracuse. Mm-hmm. And he was asked just a couple of days ago, 
hey, are you rooting? Are you recruiting against A and M for Syracuse? And he's like, no, I have too much respect for that. Wrong. Remind me again, where did uh, that four-star wide receiver just well, flip to? There, there's quite a few of them because a four-star receiver, Jalen Hornsby, he flipped from A&M Bruce Hornsby. to Syracuse. Hmm. Five-star defensive line commit, Elijah Robinson, defensive line coach, committed to A&M, Dominic McKinley. He has a little brother who's also a highly touted prospect in the class of 2026. Elijah Robinson was in the home of an A&M recruit Mm. Who's committed to A and M, recruiting him to Syracuse, wearing all of his Syracuse gear. Fadil Diggs, who started a couple of years for A and M, started I think every game this year as an edge rusher for A and M. He has entered the transfer portal. He is going to take a visit to Syracuse. So all of this, I'm not recruiting against A and M. He is 100% recruiting against A and M, and I love every second of it because if you are dumb enough to promote a head coach and keep him in that position or promote a position coach and keep him as a head coach in the interim basis while he is actively on another staff, you deserve all of this that's happening, Texas A&M. You wonder why Texas A&M can't get out of their own way? This is a big, big, big flashing signal towards it. You still have him on staff even though he is the defensive coordinator in recruiting on behalf of Syracuse right now. This is why Trent Bray escorted a staffer off the campus at Oregon, at Oregon State. State because he was recruiting for Michigan State. Actively recruiting for Michigan State. Can't do it. Yeah. Can't do it. Even though their this heart may be can, in the right spot look, and they're like, I want to send these guys out on a good note. You gots to go. You got to go. You got to go. Them's the rules. Got to go. But this is why I love Fran Brown at Syracuse. Fran Brown, he was the defense backs coach at Georgia. Mm-hmm. And he this is what he said during his opening press conference as Syracuse's head coach. But they was like, why would he want to leave Georgia to come here? <laughs> I said, you see how much money this man offered me? <laughs> <laughs> he's honest. He's keeping it real. He is. He's 100% honest. And he's he was honest with Syracuse at the beginning of it, too, because this is another clip. Fran Brown, I'm becoming more and more of a fan of because he actually is. He, they got Kyle McCord out of the portal. He's yeah, when that happened, I Syracuse. went, Syracuse? I texted you. I was like. I didn't think he was great this year, but Syracuse? He, and Fran Brown is like, I, I'm going to get people motivated to spend money on Syracuse football, and it looks like they are, mm-hmm. right? But this was him when he was talking about taking the job and like, okay, what if you're just going to use this as another platform? Now listen, guys, like I told you earlier, I'm from Camden. So every coach get up here and say, this is home. I'm never going nowhere. And then three years later, he's trying to get a new job or a new contract. Guys, I come from welfare, baby. I'm good. I don't got to have that family first card no more. I'm here for life. I promise you that. I got that Dramatic girl. music. Mm-hmm. Until she turns about 12, 13 years old, she too. That's when I'm going to step away and take care of my daughter. But you got my word. My name is all I got. I've been taught that my whole life. I will be here. I will bust my butt to be the coach. I watched other teams in the ACC a few years ago win national championships here. So what's going to happen here? You can see why people want to play for him, right? Wow, that's that music's it's very dramatic. Something. Syracuse really laid it on thick with the music underneath right? that. But he's sitting there, he's like, You see how much this guy paid me? Like, that's why I'm here. Yeah. But then he's like, I've got like ten or eleven years. Also, and I'm he's like in New Jersey. Like I Yeah. He's like this I'm This is as close as I'm getting to home. I am out after ten to eleven years. Yeah. I wanna win and I wanna win right away. Let's go get it. And Pony up, let's go. Now you're getting Elijah Robinson 
as the interim head coach at A&M, recruiting against his own team. Uh, it's a fun time. The coach. This is why college football is broken. Yes. It needs to be fixed. Why I want to see the NCAA burn to the ground. <sighs> All right, coming up next, who are the scariest teams in the NFL? We'll get to that and more on Danny Nussie, Danny the Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 